It's the Sean Pittman Show, where we talk about politics, sports, entertainment, and business. Here is your host, Sean Pittman. Good morning, good morning, and COVID, COVID, COVID on the mind, guys. We got to do the right thing. Wear your mask, socially distant, and if you don't do it for me, do it for Dr. Andrea Frau, who will join me today on the SPS right after this. You're listening to The Sean Pittman Show. Good morning, good morning. Welcome back to the show, and of course, uh, man, we got to get into some of this vaccination stuff. Uh, I know y'all have heard a lot, and well, we've all heard a lot. We've been watching as this uh, is happening, change of administration in, in D.C. Uh, looks like there is a change of approach as it relates to uh, COVID in general, but specifically uh, as it relates to vaccine and the dissemination and the dollars involved in and all that. And then here locally, there's been a lot of dialogue. We know that uh, there's some task forces that have been put together, um, different ones. There's a lot of them, but um, there's local ones and there's state ones. Ones, and some of them are focused in general on, uh, well, on people in general. And some of them are targeted towards hard to reach communities like African-Americans and Hispanics and and um, young people. Uh, so anyway, I wanted to bring one of our special, special guests back because she's she's been working on a lot of this. And that is uh, Dr. Andrea Frau, our chief medical officer here at Tallahassee uh, Memorial Hospital. And uh, Dr. Frau, are you with us? Hi, yes. Thanks for having me, Sean. Thank you for coming. And uh, I don't over-reflect on your involvement in vaccinations and COVID in general. We, When you were here last, we talked a little bit about just the virus and its impact on all communities. But can you shed some light on the vaccination status in our community? How available is it right now and to who? Great, John. Um, you know, that's such a complex uh, issue that has been changing and evolving since vaccines have been released. But I do want to um, say that there is there are a tremendous effort within the community with lots of people um, uh, putting an effort towards getting vaccinations in arms. And I am certainly probably at the bottom of that totem pole Um but I just wanted to kind of give that shout out to the community. And it and it relates to people working from the Department of Health, um, the community health centers, the hospitals, um, and the practices within the community all working together to try and get these out. So um, as, as of the latest data that was published in, um, as of January 28th at about 9.29 a.m., we had uh, vaccinated total people of 26,893. And that's um, vaccinated in Leon County. We have been focused on healthcare workers and the 65 and uh, over population. Um, and I'm actually happy to share that 45% of the individuals over 65 um, have been vaccinated for Leon County. We wow, still have great. plenty of work to do. Yeah. Um, and when we talk about disparities and we're looking and I think some of us have heard that approximately 8.9% of the black or African-American population has been vaccinating, we're hoping those numbers will be actually increased after we finish uh, analyzing and massaging the data to see really um, who's getting those vaccines in their arms because there's about 31% that's actually not reported or unknown. So hopefully the, once we get that data into the database, it'll um, reflect better on our population 
population. Well, let's hope so. That's a staggering uh, piece of data there. So I'm, I'm hoping that, that you're right when the new data comes that it increases that number. Yeah, and you know, and with regard to availability, um, it has everyone has been watching the news and seeing how it is a, kind of a challenge. Um, the Department of Health, Leon, doesn't get much advance notice of the shipment of vaccines they'll receive. So making plans for planning and schedule and communication can be very difficult. And that does lead to some frustration in the community. Um, but as of uh, January 29th, actually, a um, release was made that reflects that they're updating uh, their vaccination appointment sites. And so that's actually um a, a big plus and hopefully will be a, a, a step forward in uh, getting more individuals registered to have vaccine appointments. They have released phone numbers for each county. Um, so this is a statewide effort and outlined um, within the executive order, the individuals who are eligible to receive that vaccine um, at this time. And that would be persons in long care, long-term care facilities um, who are residents and staff person 65 years of age and older, and healthcare personnel with direct patient contact. Um, hospital providers, however, also may vaccinate persons who they deem to be extremely vulnerable to COVID-19, and that is sort of moving into that next phase of vaccination. So we have uh, lots of information and um, opportunities that are starting to unveil as we get more organized with the uh, vaccination effort, and so I'm optimistic. Well, and and now hearing some of that, so am I. I do want to get right down to uh, what our listeners would like to learn as well, um, Dr. Frowl, and that is, you know, this this virus, as we know, and we talked about last time you were here, it's impacting black and brown people disproportionately, more severely than others. Uh, but we seem to be also the same people who are resistant to the vaccine. Why do you believe that is the case? You know, um Trying to get people to trust vaccines is not a new idea or new concept. And so then you throw a new virus and a pandemic and a population that is already distrustful of healthcare in general um, and try to get them to believe that this is best for us um, still is a challenge. So we have to be extremely diligent and truthful in all of our efforts um, with respect to getting the black and brown community to be trusting of vaccination. So that requires everyone to be educated on um, that is speaking to vaccination so that they can answer questions and appropriately um, break down barriers that make um, people not want to get the vaccine. Um, using the facts that are available on the COVID-19 CDC site is actually helpful there and as well as community assets like the task force that uh, Reverend RB Holmes has created to get kind of boots on the ground and community um, involvement so they can see people that look like them actually getting the vaccine and we also um, you know are continuing on that effort not only just faith-based um, community uh, leaders should be involved but just leaders with um, access to different populations within our community can help and um, spread correct information so that vaccination would be more accepted throughout the community 
Yeah, and I, I, I have been reading about uh, what Reverend Holmes is doing and, and his effort uh, with Dr. Elaine Bryan and, and, and Sharon James and all those trusted voices that are out there trying to get people um, who look like us to take this vaccination and also to want to take this vaccine. Um, But you're a medical professional, which is, uh, you're my friend, but you're a medical professional. That's why I need you on this show. (laughs) What are you telling, what are you telling our friends? What are you telling our friends that call you and say, should I take this vaccine, whether they're seniors or young people or less than young people, you as medical professional versus you as friend, colleague, uh, sister, brother, wife, what are you telling? What are you telling us? You know, ultimately, the best way to um, spread the information and what I'm telling people is based on the facts that I read. There are things that are not 100 percent, but you have to trust the you have to trust the science and um, believe in the safety and information that's presented to us. We can only um, provide that. And so when it comes to my friends, my colleagues and my patients, and I do have a, I used to have a very unique population of pregnant patients that yes. um, definitely want to. I was one safe. of them so once. I, I was yes, a pregnant exactly. patient. I still look, and, I still yeah, look that part, but. <laughs> you know, don't worry. I looked that part too, and it's been 15 years. So, um, it's okay. But, I, hey, I don't agree um, with that. Eric Frau would tell me I have to disagree with that, and I do vehemently. Well, I'm trying. I am working out, but um, and staying safe. So, but the best way to um, stay safe is build protection and build protection from um, the virus is getting vaccinated, and that's that's the best advice I can give people right now. Um, in addition to getting vaccinated. Because you still, um, it prevents you from getting, it's effective in preventing um, you getting the virus. But at this point, there's not knowledge that certainly that the vaccines reduce transmission. So you still have to mask, social distance and hygiene and be responsible. But the... I want to illuminate what you just said, though. Right. I mean, because you just said something pretty serious that we can't let I, I, we got We got to really talk about that. Right. So vaccinations do not stop you from getting COVID-19 necessarily. Did I hear you say that? So the Moderna and Pfizer vaccines are 94, 95% effective for preventing disease. But the other aspect of that is that patients say, or people in the community say, well, why should I get the vaccine if I'm still gonna have to mask or distance and hygiene? Well, there's two different parts. You want to get the uh, vaccination to remain protected and safe from the virus too, because everyone responds to COVID-19 differently. And if you get the serious life-threatening complications of COVID-19, you, you are endangering yourself and you, for death. And so we want to prevent that. We have the best way to prevent transmitting the virus is using masks, social distancing, and hygiene. Okay. Okay, so I get that. That makes sense to me. And I just think people need to know that, right? Because we don't want them to get the vaccination and then still 
end up with COVID and thinking that the vaccination didn't work. That's not what it's about. The right. vaccination is to, to stop you from um, from getting the worst of this thing. Right. And potentially joining the people who have left us as a victim of COVID-19. Absolutely. It is a vital um, tool to help stop the pandemic. You know, we it's just one aspect that we have that you cannot ignore how getting the, although the vi- the vaccinations may not be 100% effective, they're important in managing the pandemic, keeping hospitalizations down, and improving life expectancies. Dr. Frau, while we're talking, are there side effects people need to know about as it relates to the vaccine? I did hear you say that, that you know, COVID <laughs> and vaccines have, I mean, they have different effects on different people. But while we have a listenership listening to us right now, what should they expect? Absolutely. So um, there are some side effects of the vaccine and they should be heated and understood you can get injected in site reactions such as pain or tenderness and swelling of the lymph nodes in the um, same arm of the injection in fact my sister who's a colorectal surgeon in atlanta sent me a picture of her lymph node um that's just above your collarbone and i thought she was joking and being um funny when she said she got a you know a swelling of her lymph node so those types of things are important to let people know it's not harmful yeah it'll go away and it did it went down but it would probably to someone that's not a medical person or in the medical field freak them out Um, right and then (laughs) so it's important to have an idea that yes you can have those um side effects and um they will go away some other general side effects include fatigue headache muscle pain joint pain some chills nausea vomiting and fever they are self um they self-limited they typically go away so you should definitely um plan for the possibility of having those side effects when getting the vaccine. So listeners, Dr. Andrea Frowl is telling you right now, so you know what to expect, that whatever the case, whatever you feel afterwards, it isn't bad. It's not a big, big deal. The big, big deal is that you're still, you will still likely be alive to enjoy your family and your friends if you go out and get this vaccine and keep COVID controlled. Uh, so I'm put, I might be putting some words in her mouth, but, but that's kind of what I heard from her that you got to get this vaccine uh, because it is the thing that will help everybody, including all those people that you, that you love so much. And, and Dr. Frau, while I, try to you know impress upon all communities but particularly the black community um to get this vaccine are there i mean you've said a lot but 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 how do we change the narrative out there um to ensure that that folks in the black community and in in the and in the neighborhoods know that this is safe it's going to take work sean it is going to take um those community leaders and trusted members that to get out from the ground, visible. Um, you know, there are great efforts to try and getting the vaccine out and um, ideas such as putting it in grocery stores, et cetera. But 
um, you have to go to the populations if you're truly interested in the vulnerable populations and where they would be. Um, so creative ideas like the task force is trying to work on with um, getting more access, whether it's mobile units or um, uh, transportation to vaccination sites. I think um, the more involved over this next few weeks that you'll see the um, government get with uh, releasing vaccines and we'll be able to be creative with distri distribution and some of the naysayers that initially might be um, less trusting will see more people getting the vaccine and um, feeling like hey I maybe I should get this before we before I ask you about um, vaccines and, and how and, and when they might be widely available. I, I just want to take a step back with COVID and where we are right now, and particularly your hospital. Um, are you short of beds? Uh, I mean, do we see people coming into the hospital more rapidly now that we're sort of in this other phase? What's the status? You know, um, we are in a phase, we're not short of beds. But um, we are in a phase where we have the highest number of admissions for um, moderate to severe disease for patients, even with access to medications and um, outpatient uh, creativity with oxygen use for the mild to moderate patients. The hospital beds are um, being utilized for those COVID patients do limit some of the availability of other operations within the organization. And so not, you know, businesses, not, you know, the hospitals are not immune to um, staff being limited based on outages. So, of course, we're kind of getting out of that dip that happened right after Christmas and the new year. Um, and other but the hospitalizations right now still remain steady and high we're looking for that decline over this week so keep your fingers crossed we um, will. just we based will. on the, <laughs> based on that but we're not out of bed but we would like them to be less full yeah well well dr frau uh, you know listen as i continue to see and 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 digest that now we're at the point where we're seeing 3000 to 4000 deaths a day as it relates to covid-19 um this vaccination is so important and we need people to take it seriously, go and get vaccinated so that we can bring these deaths down. Is that a message? Absolutely. We're moving into that next phase where we will be offering more. The, the next phase of vaccination is offering it to the vulnerable population. So we, we really do need people to pay attention that if you are in a high risk um, group and that's not defined by me, that comes down from people smarter than me um, that help define who we consider vulnerable. We're going to be trying to get that population done and then essential workers, which um, make our community run as a whole, are next. And so as we start getting more massive amounts of vaccine, we're going to need that um, push for people to be accepting. And so our community responsibility is to provide accurate information about the vaccine and the safety of the vaccine so that we can provide protection to our community. Well, let's just hope that that soon vaccines will be widely available. Uh, and I know that that's out of your control right now. Um, but 
we know you know what to do with it when you get it. So, so that, absolutely, that's that's the silver lining in all of this. So, Doctor Frau, thanks for being a friend of the show and and for allowing us to pick your brain from time to time. Really, really appreciate it. No, thank you for being so helpful to the community, Sean. This is such important information to get out there, and I truly appreciate you. Okay, listen, listeners, Dr. Andrea Frau with us again, and uh, let's pray for her too, y'all, because she's on the front line, and and uh, she's been living and breathing this thing, and all the people, and Dr. Frau, I know last time you were here, you took the time to thank all those other people who are up front and on the front lines of this thing, and you were so gracious to to do that, so we pray for them as well, so please take that please back do. for us. They're tired, y'all. <laughs> Give them a break. Get the vaccine. All right, listeners, stay with us. We'll be right back with the Pittman Point right after this. You're listening to the Sean Pittman Show. It's time for Pittman's Point. Welcome back to the Sean Pittman Show. And y'all, I'm going to keep this simple because we heard it from Dr. Andrea Frau today as clear as it can possibly be said. We have to get vaccinated. We know that there's a huge portion of our neighbors and friends in the black and brown communities that distrust this vaccine and the people who are telling them to get it. But this is serious, y'all. This pandemic, COVID-19, is killing us at a rate that is disproportionately higher than anyone else. I know a lot of y'all don't want to get this shot. I know you don't trust what might happen, but we've got to take this thing seriously. Y'all, almost 4,000 people a day are dying from COVID-19. If we don't at least consider this vaccine, we are doing a disservice to ourselves, our neighbors, our community, and ultimately our future. So to put my point today is give it a chance, man. Do your research and figure out the facts for yourself. Y'all heard Dr. Frau, and you're going to hear from more folks that you trust, people that you trust. Listen to them, y'all. Hear what they have to say. Don't just automatically dismiss this thing. COVID is real, and it hurts us worse than anyone. Let's try. Let's try to work together, and let's stop it. This is the Sean Pittman Show, and we'll see you in seven, y'all, for Super Bowl week and Tom Brady, (laughs) the greatest of all time. We'll see you next week.